Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. My mother had this classic like look of death that when she used to give it to me or I watched her give it to someone in, in, in person, I would be horrified. And Jen, I, I have it. It scares Brennan, like literally like afraid when it comes Which out. Which one is it? Which I don't even know how to make the face. It's so, it's gotta be. And I know we're just so like diving right in. So there's bad bitch, boss bitch, basic bitch, feminist bitch, a bit. Like, are you just a bitch or is it other? Like, I feel like, mm. I feel like I, like, I, I go in between like bad bitch, mm-hmm. boss bitch, mm-hmm. um, and feminist bitch. I feel mm-hmm. like that's maybe you. Do you think we should tell people what we're talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because as I'm also looking at this, I realize that my bad bitch, silent but deadly, is not so much the style, it's the look. Like it literally is like the look. It's the look. It's the look. All right. Let's let's tell everyone. All right, everyone. So we've been... Okay. I I should not be the CEO of anything. I just want to start with that because (laughs) I lead our team like we have this little marketing meeting like anybody who wants to be a part of coming up with stuff and and um about a month ago at coalition snow we came up with this idea of like what kind of bitch are you we thought that'd be really funny to make a quiz what kind of bitch are you so we came up with like all these different things we 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 put this clever little quiz on the on the website and and really it's like you know a way to like help us engage with people and but then we built it out and put it on instagram and so if, if you were to go to our Instagram and go to Coalition Snow, go back to December 15th, you'll see this post, find your inner bitch. And we, as a team, we kind of came up with these different bitches, bad bitch, boss bitch, basic bitch, feminist bitch, a bitch or other. We thought this was a good idea to put on Instagram and talk about, um, like, and it actually is. It's yeah, <laughs> so what it's Jillian and I, Jillian and I today, yeah, we were just, today just going to talk about what kind of bitches we are because um i decided a long time ago that being a bitch was not a bad thing and that mm-hmm. i did not i was not put on this planet to make other people happy i was not put on this planet to like be nice to people we've we've had conversations here before about the difference between being kind and being nice but like i'm i'm not nice and I don't really see any reason to be nice. So in jet, am I, I'm a hundred percent a bitch. And I kind of really 
own it and love it and um, don't have a problem with it and wanted to talk about that with you today about being bitches and how we're okay. Like it's, there's no problem. Yeah. I would love to put it in that category of the words that you would maybe try to reclaim or reframe that are used in a negative way against you when you might have those stereotypical or mainstream characteristics of a bitch, which kind of goes back to something else we've talked about of people fearing, disliking, and being uncomfortable around vocal and strong women. And what does it mean to be that bitch unapologetically? And so that's what what I loved about it. I remember when I took the quiz and I was thinking, you know, the questions had me kind of laughing, had me, you know, thinking of different moments in my life where I'm like, oh, I was 100% throwing hands, like physically fighting. This will go back to like eighth grade in the mall Um, and why that was uh, thankfully something not, I I don't engage in, in throwing hands, more the metaphoric of throwing hands. And then I like the signature smile of not smiling. So this is from the bad bitch because I think it just sends like the perfect message, but it will also, it's hard right now with masks, but I feel like I've learned how to do it with my eyes in a way. And eyebrows. Eyebrows. Yeah. This Mm. nonverbal way of letting people know like, what the, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I was dealing in very stereotypical misogynist places, right? I'm in car dealerships. I'm with service work, um, you know, service auto part world, tire world, where, you know, the female is just, is, is they're kind of typing in the things and taking the phone calls and then all the, you know, the dudes are out doing the things. And I'm like, don't treat me in this way that I'm not coming in with some knowledge about what's going on. And you're going to get the full range of the bitch if you're not treating me with the respect I deserve coming in patroning your business. Like I left and I'm like a thousand plus dollars later. And I feel like I was treated like shit. Like, no, no, thank you. That was bad. bitch. Well, and and it's, you would, you would think that at at this point, you know, that this conversation around, um, the conversation around women in particular, not having to show up and please everybody and that, and that, you know, we, we need to really be able to advocate for ourselves and it's okay to say no, and it's okay to state your demands and it's okay Mm -hmm. to, to communicate and to communicate in the way that is comfortable for, for you. You would think that by the year 2021, that we would have made a little bit more progress, but it's, it's interesting because I, I feel like, I mean, there's, there's definitely groups of people who embrace strong women, but even that is bullshit. So you're, if you're a bitch, you're strong. Well, mm. what if, see, here I am even falling into it. Why is bitchiness equated to being strong when you can be strong in so many different ways, but also being, you know, being bitch being a bitch also doesn't necessarily make you strong but we put those two things together right like society tells us that mm-hmm. strong women the way that we exist in the world is is in um is as bitches i mean i definitely do i'm just saying that i know not all women fall within that category that we're a little bit more complex than that like i know a number of very very strong women who i actually don't think are bitches mm-hmm. at all like they're actually mm-hmm. like some of the like loveliest human beings. You're definitely a bitch, Jillian. But yes. that's why we get along so well. Yes. 
And I wouldn't expect anything less from you on any Thank given you. day. Um, and I, well, I will say from the the feedback and the participation we got at Coalition Snow, one of the one of the things I really loved was um, comments related to being any number of these bitches in any given day, and sometimes within a given day, <laughs> and within one scenario. So I think this yeah. just kind of comes down to maybe having just that that style, the way of talking, the way of being, being really um, expressive, you know, the eyebrows, the smile, the body language, and what that can kind of do to help in communication. And then I also think that to your point, there could be times where you're not, you don't touch on any of these just because it doesn't demand it. And I like your, mm-hmm. your kind of point there of like us being much more complex than just being able to be like bitch or not. And then questioning, you know, the, the relationship between strong and bitch. Cause sometimes, and I would love to meet these, these humans and figure out how they do it. Imagine surrounding yourself with people so often that you don't necessarily even need to come to this point of conflict or this point of, um, yeah, style and fierceness because you've just surrounded yourself with people that the communication is so clear the mission is so clear the work is so clear the the style is so clear it's effortless and i think that's where some of the loveliest humans for me i don't know if they're just able to float through this world like that like how the fuck do they do it um because they're strong women they're intelligent women they're smart but i've never really seen that bitch come out well maybe it does but it doesn't around us because that's the whole thing of what you were just saying like i feel like the reason I am, I am bitchy. I'm a bitch and I, I embrace the word. Like I said, I have no problem with it. It's a, it's a response. It's a Mm -hmm. response uh, to the way that people treat me and I just won't, I won't, I just, no, I'm not, I, I don't allow those things. And, and, and not even like, it might not even just be people. It might just be like, the way that this world treats us and, mm-hmm. and being really outspoken about that. And how can you imagine a world in which like we didn't feel like we needed to bring any of this? Like we didn't need to be boss bitch or bad bitch. And, and I know that there's definitely people listening right now who are like, there's different styles of leadership and not everybody, blah, blah. And you can show up. I know I recognize that, but my, my point is, it's these outside stressors that really have instigated this, um, I would say like defense mechanism. That's like, you're, you're like kind of born into it, right? Like, it's not like Mm -hmm. you just, like you just grow up learning that this is a sort of survival strategy. And I feel fortunate for myself. I feel like physically I've been, you know, relatively, I mean, I did have that one time I thought that he was, you know, the restraining order time, but, um, in general, I I have felt relatively safe physically, but, um, like emotionally, I just, I feel like I've just been so discounted for, for so long, um, Mm -hmm. in so many different ways. And, um, that you do, 
I probably wasn't a bitch when I was like nine. I bet I was like, I should ask my mom. She'd probably be like, no, you totally were. But yeah, I, I feel like you were a fucking bitch when you were nine in the <laughs> nine year old way that you can be a bitch. Cause I'll tell you, I've got a three and a half but year I think old and I, he's totally a little bitch. And I, I love it. Watch her little kid at the playground telling her you need to slow down. You're too fast for me. And I, I was like, you don't talk to her like that. And I looked at Mike, I said, listen, Micah, you turn around. Any kid tells you that you need to slow down because they're trying to chase you. You run faster. You do not nice. need to slow down. Because that's bullshit. I mean, granted, it's like different types of play, but you know, not to break, not to knock her down a peg. So I'm sure in right. some way in your nine-year-old world, I know sure as fuck I was, I, you know, who knows what's <laughs> coming at me when she's 13, but I think it does. I think it's a sense of armor, a sense of defense mechanism. Cause you and yeah. I can also look at it through the lens of what we've done, you know, as a researcher, I think of the work mm -hmm. I've done in schools and part of it probably had to come out that we were not called on as often in certain classes based on our gender. We were not listened to in certain ways, even if we went to quote unquote, good public schools or had, you know, positive um, experiences with school, there's a lot of entrenched sexism and misogyny and work that goes on in the education system that sort of forces you to either just like fall in line and be like the good teacher pleaser. Well, I'll do what I'm told because I'm good at school. Um, or you kind of have to, again, put on that defense and that sense of armor to be seen and be heard and feel like your experience is validated. And it's not just in the shadow of the other things that are going on. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, so today, even just this morning, I had a, I was a boss bitch this morning. Deals with conflict with meditation, signature smiles, a shit eating grin, boss style is skillful and supportive. So I, mm. I have a um, Google alert set up for like, anytime someone mentions, mentions coalition snow, I get an alert um, in my email. And so coalition got mentioned on this Reddit thread. Um, and this, this lovely human was like, oh, I'm really interested in trying out coalition, but I haven't seen any reviews on really big sites about them. Has anyone heard about them? And, and, you know, you haven't heard, had review, you haven't seen reviews on big sites about us because that's all pay to play. And, you know, we're not spending $10,000 to get a, re a review. Well, I didn't need to jump on to tell her that, you know, she's, and people were responding and had really great things to say. Except for there was one dude, <laughs> you know, there had to be one guy who chimed in and was like, I don't know if I would trust an indie brand. You never know. You know, it's really expensive to buy all the machinery to build skis and they're just in their garage. And he goes on this like whole long, long rant um, about how you can't trust uh, indie ski companies because buying the machinery to press skis is so expensive. And so you probably don't have the money to buy the good stuff. And, and you don't have the experience like the big brands do with all their engineers. And so I'm reading this this morning at like 6.30, definitely not enough caffeine, certainly sober, which is like part of the problem too. And I'm like, I thought like, he doesn't know anything about our business. And, and again, to be like completely discounted. So I, I chime and I was, you know, like, oh, you know, I've, certainly there are indie brands who are like that, except for when I started Co Coalition, I wanted to be able to grow and not run it, you know, not have, not face these challenges. So we work with an established family owned manufacturer who's been building skis for more than 60 years. That's how we started year one. Like don't discount my and our collective ability 
to build incredible skis just because you have an idea of what an indie ski company is, which is bros in a garage. What if we're good at business? What if I built this business around, I'm going to make sure in year one, we don't have warranty issues, defects. We're going to have really exceptional skis by ensuring that I bring the right partners together and create the right team. And that's how I, and that's actually how I started Coalition Snow in year one. So I had to, I explained this in the uh, actually nicest possible way I knew how on Reddit mm. of like, you don't, this, you don't really have an understanding of what our indie ski company is like. And, you know, so I had to like, you know, drop some of our, you know, well, we, we have distribution and Evo and backcountry and REI. And if there's a problem with our skis, we certainly wouldn't be carried there. And, but I was, I was really frustrated because you work so hard to build a brand and, and you show up in, in the world, like, you know, we produce exceptional, we create exceptional goods. Like we, people love our skis and boards. Like it's an incredibly high quality product. And to have some guy spout off on Reddit about how indie brands are and people listen to him because he's a guy. Mm -hmm. Well, why wouldn't you just inherently believe that we make something good? Mm -hmm. Why would you inherently believe that we make something bad? And that brought out my, that, that brought out my boss bitch at six 30 this morning. And, um, I haven't logged back in to see if anyone responded and, you know, um, and I did like, I, I feel like I did like handle it in like the most meditative way that I could, but it's frustrating to be doing something for nine years and then have some random guy just completely discount you, mm -hmm. um, on the interwebs when they haven't even taken yeah. the time to learn anything about you. And that, that's it. Right. So now me going in and responding, I had to, you know, boss bitch this. He didn't, didn't even need to actually that his comment wasn't even necessary. Right. Well, that's where the boss bitch of being skillful and supportive. Cause you want to, it's like you have, you can have this way where you're almost through that. Not that you need to do, but it's like an uplift to you yourself and to coalition and what? So you're like, I'll take that as a fucking challenge. Let me tell mm. you about why, like you said the words we wanted to grow. This is what our indie brand would look like. This is how we're smart. This is exceptional product. And I feel like that kind of falls into not only in skillful and supportive, but it's like an absolute dire, you know, belief at the core in what you're doing. And so fuck this guy. Um, so this is also basic bitch, Jen. You'll know when you see it. Anyone who would read that be like, oh, this she you should be the CEO of a company. Back to your earlier point. You know exactly where you're doing. It's also fierce. <laughs> but I do love that you pull an A bitch here because you're pretending to pretending to give a fuck that this loser <laughs> even matters. But like you said, it's right. They'll post that and without even people thinking, it's like, oh, they must know. Oh, they they yeah, like. They, where they get the information from their balls. Like it's just such um, a top thing, especially in the ski industry, right? Cause you'll assume it's yeah. the things we've talked about before and going into a shop and being treated differently when you're looking for, you know, uh, mountain bikes or climbing shoes and, and how you'll be perceived and you potentially know more than the person who's trying to sell them to you. But that whole gender inequity and that, that, that just that initial, on-site judgment that's so toxic. And I think that's where the sense of just the bitch has to come out because you want to not be knocked down the pegs when you're, when you're standing tall, right? You're there exactly. and you're showing up. I mean, bitch is like really such a benign word. What do you think about the word cunt? How do you feel about it. cunt? Like, are, 
Yeah. How, how do you like if, what do you love about it? Um, I think what I love, well, part of what I love about it is the reaction you get from other people mm. when it's used. Um, I also think, I mean, I also like um, profanity a lot. I like using okay. it. I think there's value in it in conversation in our society. I don't, I guess what I would tell you I don't like it is if it's used in a way that would be, um, you know, derogatory. And I've actually had to do this with, um, talk about needing to like, I don't even know what boss bitch this is, teacher bitch. I've literally had to like unpack the word pussy and cunt with students as young as like eighth grade in terms of them calling other students pussy and cunt in a derogatory way. And me literally, yes, this is where I went to be like, you think pussy is a bad thing? And then the kids are all like, (gasps) and I'm like, well, think about it. Like, let's put this in context, you know, to, to young male students. Like, and here I am being like, am I literally having this conversation with an adolescent boy who could literally be like, yeah, this and this yes, is where the it answer is yes, yes like actually because I'm like, do you see how when you say that you make it something bad when it's actually something good that you potentially want? Again, this is why I'm like getting it's fired true. every other week. Sorry, not sorry, mature audiences only. But so I don't like it in any in any way where it's used. Um, but I do like um yeah, I like profanity. I love words that celebrate the vagina. Yeah. For, for me, it really depends on who's using it. Like I know, yeah. I know quite a number of people from the UK um, mm. and, and the majority of them are men and, and they'll use the word cunt. Like they just use the word cunt. Like it's just this, you know, like dude, bro. And I, I, I don't mm. particularly care for that because I think that they sort of justify their use of it. Like, Oh, it's not gendered. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It is. So I don't actually, um, I don't really care for the word when humans without cunts use mm. it unless they would be using it in a really powerful, um, beautiful, complimentary way. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it's the, you know, when it's, when it's used as a pejorative, I just really can't get behind that, but I don't feel this like visceral. Um, I don't have a visceral response to the word like I do with other um, pejoratives, but I, yeah, I feel like if it's, if the word is used by people who have cunts and it's mm-hmm. also like it used like in like sexually and like a, like a, uh, positive sexual n- nature. I really mm-hmm. like the word there. I mean, we use, we use the word, um, country at coalition and I, mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know if I should be the CEO cause that is on the website and in our emails, I use it all the time. But, um, you know, what would be I'm a, funny I'm is a if fan. We, um, if we switched roles for a day and I, and I stepped oh. into CEO boss bitch and you stepped into like educator teacher bitch, um, that would be pretty funny. I think it would like, haha funny, not, we should really do it funny. It's true. You know, I used to, I used to be educators back in the day, back in the day, like right after I got my master's degree, I was teaching at like at the community. I was teaching at community colleges. I had, I co-taught a class at NYU. Uh, I had, I did my student teaching in a high school class. Like I have done that. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent know you're a million times better than me. I know <laughs> like just from knowing you, like, I don't even know. I, I appreciate the the 
like what I learned from that experience of, be, of, of thinking that perhaps I would be a public school secondary education teacher. I, I appreciated my time in higher ed and being able to work with those students. Um, I should not be in a classroom. I think I'm, I think I have a lot to say and I think that I can certainly, um, I think there's certain people who can learn from me, but I don't think it's in a traditional classroom, but I think you do really well in a classroom. So I'm going to give you that. I think as being CEO, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think you would like it actually mm. I think there's like certain things you'd be like oh this is fun and then like the my the minutia yeah you'd be like what the fuck it's like grading papers you know what I feel like I do a lot of time I feel like I grade papers all day mm-hmm. long right so like this idea of being like CEO of coalition snow I, I grade papers that's what yeah. I and then occasionally I get to do something fun so if that's any sort of metaphor for you <laughs> So one that we could maybe add, thinking of being, um, thinking of fun too, and the colder temps, and we've got some precip in the, uh, in the forecast here. I kind of wonder what like skier or rider bitch looks like, because I feel like there's a part of me that will come out, and this is not necessarily in the backcountry. It's much more of like a kind of a peaceful and meditative spot. But I've, I've had my moments of maybe not being my my best self. Um, and I work on that in terms of tolerance, uh, for people who can I say it, that that snowshoe in the skin track. Um, but again, working on myself, but I kind of feel like I have a little bit of a skier bitch when I'm at the resorts and I'm kind of wondering, Oh, I'm a hundred percent bitch at the resort. Lift line. Oh. Okay. Last, last season in lift line. It was mega. Why the fuck are you so close to me? Why? Okay. Number one in general normal life, why are you so close to me? Do you have any concept of personal space? Mm-hmm. I know that in a lot of countries, like culturally, personal space is a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Except for I'm skiing in the United States, so mm-hmm. we're all like, no, you're just actually a bunch of bros chomping at the fucking bit because you want to get out and ski powder and you can't control yourselves. And so you're literally on top of me. So number one, I want you off of me. Number two, it's COVID. It's co- get oh, like I actually got into I got in a guy's face in the lift line because he would not get out of mine and he challenged me and I moved closer to him. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that time at SAA where I grabbed that guy and the whole thing happened? Do you remember? I don't really want to get. Do you remember? Were you there? Oh no, Jen. I won't say her full name. Uh, this guy challenged me at the it, like in a really bad way and I had to like go up and like I like you know was like, I'm going to get closer to you and challenge you now. But um, so I had to do that to this guy in the lift line because he was like mm, three inches away from me, like right up next to me. And then when I asked him to back up, he lunged at me even mm-hmm. more. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So that was that was not the best. Um, I was not a, a high point in my life, but I definitely lift line, lift line with people who refuse to give you space are skiing on top and not accidentally on top that happens accidents happen but like legitimately not caring or like pushing because they want to get on the lift because it's a powder day that needs to stop well and it's also awful unacceptable people don't listen like to your point i was not this was not a chomping at the bit powder day it was kind of like a you know go out early ski some groomers plenty of space 
and uh, someone wanted to ride up and I was like with me and I was like, you know, I, I'd prefer to ride alone, but you could go ahead. So I even like was like, go ahead if you're that kind of in that rush. And they didn't didn't like my answer. They were like, I've already had COVID and I'm wearing a mask. Why can't I sit with you? And I was like, that's not the fucking point. You asked me, I gave you my answer. Like, go take the fucking answer. And what did I do? I just kind of backed away and was like, I want this person away. And that's what I think I get a kind of irritated, especially in a bit of like the communication. There's not a sense of like listening. It's like, you just asked me, I gave you like a totally polite answer and then you're going to be a fucking dick. Like, no. Yeah. I wonder, I do, I, I, I do love, I do love resort skiing because, um, I am often challenged by, uh, the time, like the time for backcountry skiing. And then, you know, like physically it's can be hard for me with like, just in general, like arthritis and then just, you know, like I don't do it a lot. So it's a bigger, it's like a heavier lift for me to do it. I really like going out with you a lot. We have a lot of fun when we go out, but I, um, so I do appreciate the, like accessibility of resorts. And I think that's important. Um, but I definitely, I just wish people would chill the fuck out and lift fly. Like this is one reason why I have, there's certain resorts I won't ski at because the energy is so intense that I know it'll bring out the worst in me. Mm -hmm. So I stay away from those places and I try to go to places where it's like way more chill because otherwise like I will be so triggered that it'll ruin my experience. And I, I won't like, I, I just won't take shit. Like I will not, I'm not one of those people to back down, you know? So it's not good. Big bitch, big bitch in lift line. Yeah. <laughs> but I could go under the other two. Well, I think for yeah. our listeners, if they have not seen this, I think they need to go take the quiz. And I do really appreciate the creative other ones. Um, so kind of finish filling in the blank with as this in the bitch club, how you deal with conflict, the signature smile and the boss style is. And so that's a little gift from um, from us to you. So you can figure out your bitch and keep being the bitch. And as I it resonated with me again that I think I can be any level of those sometimes in any given conversation in any given day. And, you know, that uh how would I say that? That iteration of me, I fully embrace. Love it. Love it. All right. Here's here's to being the, the biggest fucking bees we can be. You. <laughs> Woo. 